Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. This is so funny. So sometimes I record episodes and then I save them in drafts. And I started to record this episode back in October. And then I was just looking through things and then I like added to it in December and I totally forgot about it. (laughs) So here we are in January, a new year, 2022. A lot of this even seems more aligned right now than when I recorded it in October and even the beginning of December. Um, So December. So the kids got out of school um, a few days early and they had cheer um, cancel a few days before their winter break. So before winter and Christmas break and the holidays and everything, uh, things started to slow down and we didn't have, they didn't have school, you know, um, COVID and all that, uh, kind of ramped up its head and things were getting canceled and whatnot. Um, but for us, it was like life kind of slowed down a little bit. I was the least stressed I have ever been, well, not ever been, but the least stressed I've been in a very long time. It wasn't, it was like, I didn't have to get them moving for school, do this, do that, pick them up, you know, uh, juggle with uh, both of my jobs and then homework and then cheer and tumbling and after school cheer and after school activities. It was very laid back and we even after the Christmas day, we went skiing in New York for like 24 hours, one, two days, one night and came back just so relaxed and they're back to school this week um so far knock on wood I'm totally probably going to jinx myself and I don't want to jinx myself but I've kind of taken that into um trying to be more relaxed more laid back you know I wake them up I think little today I kind of was like all right come on let's go But I'm trying, you know, if they're late, that's on them. They will be marked tardy. It has nothing to do with me. I'm trying not to be, you know, homework. If they don't do their homework, again, that's on them. Um, Life gets busy and it's stressful. But I'm trying to... So I did a podcast with Heather Chauvin and I read her book, Dying to Be a Good Mother. I listened to her podcast too. I mean, uh, go back. She's been on mine. It was a really great episode. It was really great interviewing her for my show, my podcast. I've done some of her free content workshops, her free workshops. I've paid for um, a workshop that was the beginning of December. She is just, even follow her on Instagram. It's really good content, but she always says that, you know, we do a lot 
for it just it doesn't have to be your kids it doesn't you don't have to be a mom and like but this could be for anyone but say for your, if you have kids you do this for your kids and that and that and that and then we as the adult and parent get mad and you know kind of shift it and we're like well I'm doing all this for you why are you doing that or I run you all over the place and you should be nicer to me or like something like that these are bad examples nothing's popping into my head right now (laughs) but um you know they didn't ask for us to well maybe like their sports and activities but they didn't ask for us to do some of the things and we do it and then we get like resentful and stuff. So I've been really leaning into that and working on that a lot. I've been really, really good and really intentional with um, meditation, doing it in the evening. I do it in the morning. I do it sometimes in the afternoon. I've been really good with journaling and I've been doing EFT, emotional freedom technique or tapping. And I've been working um, on that also And that has been just helping me a lot. So all of this like combined together and then yoga, Pilates, uh, spinning, cardio boxing and all that just really works for me and it helps my mind settle and brightens my mood. I've also been reading this book, Raising Good Humans, and it's about like mindful parenting. So it's... um. A mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. And it's really helping me take a look and examine where I'm at and how I'm I'm extremely, especially like the past year, probably the past two years. I know we've been in a pandemic, but I'm not just using that as an excuse, but very reactive. And I'm taking a conscious effort to slow down and parent more from that mindful parenting um and it's it's really been working so far so good like I said I hope I'm not jinxing it knock on wood um but it was like we really needed that break that Christmas winter break um to slow down a little bit and now we're back in the hustle and bustle and I'm actually recording this section in the carpool lane waiting to pick up one of my daughters from school. So this episode, again, the beginning was recorded back in October. The end of it was recording in December. (laughs) And today is January 6, 2022. If this episode resonates with you or you enjoyed it, please leave a rating and review. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast so you are up to date on all new episodes and this is season three I can't believe season three is dropping right now this is season three if you think someone else will enjoy this share it with them share it on social media and tag me and thank you guys always for tuning in hello everybody welcome to fit fun and frazzled I am your host Nikki Lanigan Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how we are chronically tired. Um, We're chronic perfectionists, overachievers. But first, I want to talk about my daily habits and morning routine again. I think this is so 
important. How we wake up and how we start our morning really sets the tone for our day. Um, So I wake up and I turn on in the family room my pink Himalayan salt lamp. Then I'll like put the tea kettle on um, with water for warm water with lemon. I'll come in my office. I will meditate like five minutes and then I turn on my computer and start to work. Oh, I also put oils in the diffuser and then sometimes on me. Then the warm water with lemon. And then I work until like 6.30 and I have to get the kids up for for, for school. Oh my God, I can't talk. For school. Um, our days, mornings with them is very hectic. They are constantly not able to find something, fighting over clothes, fighting over the space in the bathroom. There's two sinks in their bathroom, but still they're fighting. Um, it's just, it's always a hassle. It's hectic. It's stressful. I drop them off at school. I come back. Sometimes I have to do another meditation and then I journal. I do my gratitude list and I get back to work and I work some more. Um, I take intentional breaks. So I'm mindful of drinking my water and, you know, a green smoothie or green juice, then avocado toast or something. Then I'll take breaks and go to my other business, my own company. I'll work on content for that, answer emails, plan Instagram posts, do a blog, write a blog, sometimes do a podcast. Um, If I'm doing... um, I'll listen to like a motivational podcast or something like that. Um, Right now, I am listening to an audible of Katie Couric's um, book. And that's really good, by the way. So that is my daily routine, my morning. And I really, really encourage everyone to do this. I encourage everyone to be mindful, setting your tone, um, doing affirmations, if that works for you. I've mentioned in other podcasts how I like to do um, Mel Robbins affirmations. And then I also add my own, I am worthy, I am grateful, I am ready. And that works for me. I try to spend at least 30 minutes on personal development, not a day, um, but I try a few times during the week and self-care. 30 minutes of self-care a day is ultimately what we should be doing. Um, uh, This story has kept playing in my brain lately. When my oldest, who's now 14, was one, I kept getting sick. I kept getting ear infections and bronchitis, and I was so tired, so run down. I had mono when I was in high school, and it felt like I had mono, just exhausted, like everything, my whole body hurt. And I would tell her this, and my doctor started laughing, and she said, well, you're a mom now. You're always going to be tired. And it always stuck with me. I was like, what the hell? Just because I'm a mom, I'm supposed to feel like shit all the time. Like, and it stuck with me. And I find myself the whole month of October having a cold again. Um, I find myself so run down, just exhausted, emotional, overly tired. Everything overwhelms me. Everything stresses me out. And then in like, then in return, I am snappy, I'm irritable, I'm crabby, I'm cranky, and I 
yell. I have no patience. So I've been working on that. So you always hear you can't pour from an empty cup. Well, our cup, our cup also can't have everyone else's stuff in it. If we're constantly putting everyone else's stuff in it, everyone else's to do, we have to do this for this person, this for that person. We have to dump all that out and then we have to fill our cup up. Um, we have to listen to our bodies. Where our bodies hurt sometimes is where we're storing like stress or anger. Um, we, it, it, it's normal, it's become normal in society for women and females and moms to be chronic people pleasers, chronic overachievers, chronic perfectionists. And then we sit here and we get mad and we get, um, we're angry at everyone else because we're not having boundaries. We're not creating boundaries. And then we sit here and we blame our, say, our husband, our spouses, our significant others, coworkers, friends, kids. But it's us. We need to create the boundary. We need to set forth in the boundary. We need to know we're allowed to say no and we can say no. I posted this on Instagram a few weeks ago. But recently, it was like a few weeks ago, um, my daughter was cheering for a middle school football game. And I was just sitting there being a mom, a spectator, watching the football game, watching my daughter cheer. And a dad came in to volunteer. I guess some of the parents volunteered to be the linesman. And the coach came over to thank him. And the dad or guy, he said, I had a really bad day at work. I'm not there. I don't want to feel like doing it anymore. I just want to sit and watch. And the coach was totally okay with it. Asked if he's okay, if he needed anything. And that was that. And I was just like, oh my God, he committed to something, couldn't do it, and spoke up for himself, and it was totally fine. Why can't I say no? And if I do say no, well, first, why can't I say no? And then even if I, at the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine. But then later, I don't have the capacity or room on my plate to do it. Why can't I then have boundaries and let whomever know I can't do it right now? And so much of the time, I think we want to help others because we're people pleasers. But then we sit here and I, what was I reading? Oh, people pleasing, Mel Robbins said it. People pleasing is actually a way to control the situation because you want people to like you and you want them to accept you. And that has been making me think and reevaluate things. And then also like things are so lopsided right now. I need to create boundaries because I feel so exhausted. So I, that's why I'm so focused on personal development and self-care because I want to, I want to have a great thriving business and company and I, and I still want to work full time at my other job and career and, you know, be a calm and patient wife and a calm and patient mother. So you have to take care of yourself first. And I'm coming back to this a lot. So this is why I encourage you to keep doing this or do personal development and self-care once a week. And hopefully it will stick for the long haul. So get filled and fueled 
every week and either by reading an inspiring book, listening to a podcast, watching an inspirational video, any form of self-care, facial manicure, gardening, horseback riding, candle making, a massage, anything like that. I used to be so big on facials, like facial once a month, massage regularly. And then, you know, two kids later, here I am not doing anything. I can't even remember the last time I went to get a manicure done. I do my own manicure sometimes. And so that's great, you know, doing that. But um, when we, even with coming from saying a mom perspective, um, I don't want to alienate people, listeners that don't have kids, but we teach our kids how to treat us. So if we are not doing anything for our, ourselves, we're teaching them that we don't matter. So in turn, if we do things for ourselves, we're teaching them that other people matter and to take care of ourselves. So we're setting them up and hopefully helping them down the road to know everyone in this family matters. Everyone should feel good. And we're allowed to take care of ourselves. We're allowed to spend money on ourselves if we have the money to do it. You know, I feel guilty about spending money on myself. I have no idea why. And I do. Again, this is teaching our kids. When we take care of ourselves, we're teaching them to take care of the, their selves and that we matter. You know, we have to have boundaries. So practice journaling, meditation, exercise, get into a daily habit so you can keep practicing all this for yourself. So I kind of started this podcast episode like a month ago and then I just kept it in my draft and now I'm coming back to it. I started doing this five-day workshop with Heather Chauvin and it's called the Why Not You Challenge and it's just been making me think and I've been journaling on some of the things I'm learning. Um, So we get in this habit of do mindset, like do, do, do. We have to do this. We have to do this. We have to be there. We have to go there. And then we verbalize it and tell other people. And then everyone gets in that negative mindset and we're feeding off each other and we're going down this negative rabbit hole of complaining. And I've been catching myself doing that. So I'm pulling myself out and I'm being very mindful of not doing it. Um, And some things I have been thinking like, think how you want to feel. So if you find yourself and you catch yourself doing this, think how you want to feel. So write down, how do you want to feel? How is everything going for you? And this is kind of also like manifesting, I guess. But think how you want to feel. I want to feel calm. I want to feel patient. I want to feel happy. You know, things like that. So think how you want to feel what you want to accomplish this day or that day and try to bring, and this can help try to bring yourself back into alignment. So like this month, December, um, energy is like every which way because it is a busy and hectic month. So you have to become the energy you want to attract, if that makes sense. And then so you say to yourself, like I would say to myself, Practice patience and know your feelings matter and self-care is not selfish. So I have to remind myself this daily. I say it to myself daily and I write this down. 
And then when we, we do all of this, you know, habits start to stick. And, you know, there's a, a saying, you know, it takes 21 days to create a habit. We can go back and forth on this because there's research saying it doesn't take that long. And then there's other research, you know, saying that it takes longer, whatever. I think if you do something consistently, it will stick and it will become a habit. But there are proven ways to make a new habit stick. And this is just something, you know, we could work on and try. With the new year coming up, people do resolutions, they set goals, they set intentions, but it is statistically proven only 8% follow through with it and people quit after two weeks, after four weeks, after six weeks. So there are habits that we can cultivate for the next 21 days and start them now in December so we're not starting January 1st you know, why, why do we pick January 1st? Why do we wait? So we can just, you know, what do you want to cultivate in the next 21 days? Do you want to get to sleep before 11 p.m.? Do you want to wake up at 5 a.m.? Maybe you want to start reading a book a month or listening to a podcast once a day. Maybe you want to start meditating, being more, being better with your time management and make appointments and stuff on time? Do you want to eat better, start working out, you know, quit smoking? I don't know, something, whatever. So here are some habits or here are some, what, how would I word this? Here are ways to enforce habits. So Number one, if you have a partner or a buddy or you sign up to do something with someone else, you are more likely to hold each other accountable and stick to it. That's why I like to create group programs and why I created this online 14-day detox and reset program because when you're in a group, we have accountability and momentum and motivation. So if you, so, you know, you want to wake up at 5 a.m., you could say, hold some, you know, your accountability partner or group, um, check in with each other 5 a.m., let people know what you're doing, text it, write it. So if you're in my group, you know, face, we have private Facebook groups, you would like check in and put I'm up or something like that. Um, plan. Planning is really good. Write down everything. I like to make lists, but I also create um, worksheets for my clients and students and myself. So you could write down your schedule and then put time slots. And then you can also, this will also help you be aware of how much time your tasks actually take. Stay ahead of your schedule. So if you're like, oh, I have to hurry up and get this done. I have to do this. I have to do this. Then this will help you be mindful and conscious of prioritizing and deprioritizing what is necessary and what is unnecessary. Track your habits. A tracker is really good to have, like a, a goal tracker, a meal tracker, fitness tracker, water tracker. This is really good. You could even use a notebook or I also give my clients and students, I create one for them and PDF and email that out. Um, 
there, there's just a lot of ways to create habits, but you have to, I suggest waking up 20 minutes earlier and then make it 30 minutes and then maybe 40 and then keep going like that and take the time for yourself in the morning and set your goals, see what's a priority and what's not. And this can really help you. On a side note, I was going back listening to the beginning of this episode, and like I said, I recorded it a month ago. My dogs were barking a lot, and I apologize for that. I can't, I don't, I edit everything myself. I don't have the tools to still talk and cut out the dog in the background. I work from home. I've worked from home for over 10 years. It's not just because of the pandemic. So I'm working from home in my office. Sometimes I go in my bedroom if there's a lot of construction outside and I know the dogs are going to bark. So I apologize for that and I hope I didn't lose listeners with the noise in the background. Switching gears a little bit. Another reason I've fallen out of alignment, I guess you can say, when you own your own virtual business, They say, as I do they, in air quotes, these different ways to run your virtual business and your Instagram page is to niche down. Niche down one specific area. Get very clear, very, very clear what you want. I am a yoga and fitness instructor and also a holistic health coach. Um, So I felt that I had to give way, I guess, to my teaching in a yoga instructor and a bar instructor and hit instructor and fitness instructor and just zero down on health coaching and then even more find my niche in that area, which is busy, burned out. First, it was busy, burned out entrepreneurs and then it was busy, burned out working moms. I never felt right though saying that because I didn't want to alienate mom's that weren't working outside of the home or a stereotypical quote-unquote job, office job or whatever. I also didn't want to alienate men that needed health coaching. So it always like just didn't resonate with me to niche down so hard. And also doing this, I just found that am I not supposed to talk about fitness anymore? Am I not supposed to do a reel on yoga And I would go back and forth, and ultimately, I still do um, the yoga and fitness reels and talk about that because it's who I am. It's part of who I am, and I don't like to um, conform, I guess, (laughs) what the virtual business and Instagram is telling me I'm supposed to do. Also, other coaches see... You, if you're liking something or hashtags or whatever, I don't know, they get in your DM and they say, do this. If you do this, you can launch a program like, you know, $10,000 program, $5,000, $1,000, whatever, doing this. Um, And I remember a podcast interview I had with Eddie Stern. He's a yoga instructor. It stuck with me when we were talking about getting burned out and teaching He was saying not until it became about money. He would teach yoga for free and then they started paying for it. And that's when he fell out of alignment when there's being money offered. And now I know 
money is energy and we need to be paid for the services we're giving. But when it became about money and even, you know, when I was manifesting, like I'm manifesting seven figures, I want the seven figure salary and this and this, it kind of threw me off and it did make it about money. Even though, you know, every every witch coach and whatever was coming at me in the DMs wanting me to sell their program, join their private Facebook group, all this stuff. Anyways, I went through and I unfollowed a lot of people on Instagram and um, private Facebook groups I'm in, like um, 6 a.m., the 6 a.m. club, the 5 a.m. club, hustle this, hustle, whatever. I unfollowed all this. I unfollowed a lot of things because, first of all, it's not about the hustle culture. culture. It's not about money right now. I got into health coaching and teaching yoga because I wanted to share my knowledge. I wanted to help other people. I wanted to help other people live a happy, healthy life. I wanted to teach them how to take care of themselves, mind, body, soul, spirit, everything. And that's ultimately what I'm coming back to and I find myself connecting with again. Not to say every coach that's done that, um, I'm not knocking any anyone that does that if that's your practice of selling your services. I have coaches and mentors I follow on Instagram, like Heather Chauvin. I interviewed her in a podcast. I read her book. I follow her on her Instagram page, listen to her podcast. She's really inspiring. My own uh, business coach that I've worked with, Julia, she is someone that inspires me. I have other yoga mentors, um, Lisa Ginovito. She inspires me. Um, Lauren, Plagan Young, Erica, just so many. I can't think of everyone right now, but I have a lot of mentors and people in the yoga industry as well, like Sadie Nardini, Ashley Turner. These are people I don't know. I don't know those two, but I follow them on Instagram and I've done some of their trainings. So some people, this is how they have to sell and that's what they do it doesn't align with me and I don't enjoy when people are dming me I mean this is more about me and boundaries um I can't come out and say no um I am now I'm saying no I don't have time for your program I am not interested in your program at this time I like the path I'm on I know a lot of people think it's a slow path especially now because I'm taking a break it's what I need and it's how I am seeing the time I have to give. I'm putting where where I have energy, I'm putting it where I want and where it needs to be right now. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every week. And again, uh, this is season three.